we're going to be discussing a Gemara in Tractate Nadarim on page 9b. And the Gemara relates to Nazir, to the Nazarite man, woman, that's in this week's Pasha. And then we're going to discuss the issue of Telemelokim. Specifically, we're going to revisit Rabbi Chaim Belozhenar in his Nevzachayim, the first four chapters, in him describing what it says in Barashas, what it means to be a Telemelokim, what it means to be, what it means to be made in the image of Hashem. And then we're going to relate it to current events. Um, so far, 2020 has been an action-packed year, never a dull moment. And at the moment, we are in the middle of uh, the riots that are happening all over the United States. Uh, riots, lootings, and peaceful protests also. And the issue that's at hand at those riots are, I think, the issue of humans having the Tzalem having the image of God. So we're going to uh, describe precisely what that is according to the Nebuchadnezzar Chaim. So, <clears throat> and perhaps maybe we'll, we'll offer an opinion about the current situation, if we remember to do so. If not, remind me in the chat, and I will try to uh, offer my two cents about it. So the Gemara says in Tractate Nadarim, the Gemara says like this. The Gemara Tractate Nadarim on page 9b tells us a story with Shimon HaTzadik. Tanya Amr Shimon HaTzadik, Miyomai Lo Achalti Oshim Nazir Tomei. We, all, we know that the halacha is that if a person makes a vow to be a Nazir, he makes a vow to be an Azerite, and the Stam Naziris, uh, that vow usually is the without without specification is a is for one month. He becomes a nazir for thirty days for one month, and if one of the things he's not allowed to become, as the Torah tells us, is he's not allowed to become tame. He's not allowed to become spiritually impure. He's not allowed to come in contact with a dead body. If he does become in come in contact with a dead body then he has to restart the Naziris, but meanwhile he has to bring a carb and he has to bring a sacrifice. And one of the sacrifices that a Nazir brings is an, uh, is a, is a, is an Ashim Nazir Tameh, is, is, an, is, is an Asham, called an Asham of a Nazir that became Tameh. So Shimon HaTzadik said that he never ate from that carbon, even though one is a coin is allowed to eat from such a carbon, but he never ate it, but only once in his career did he eat from a, from an Ashim Nazir. Ela Pamachas, only one time. Bo I saw one man who came to the base Amidash, and he was a Nazir from the south. I saw that he was a good looking man. Vitov Roi, it was nice, it was pleasant to look at him. And he had beautiful, thick curly hair Amar Dilo so I said to him Bini, my son why did you decide that you're going to cut your hair of this pleasure because a Nazir once he finishes his Nazirus once he finishes the period of being a Nazir of being a Nazirite he has to cut his hair 
So because, because this, this fellow became a Nazir, he knew that eventually he would have to cut his hair. Whether he became Tomei or whether he completed his Naziris, he would have to eventually cut his hair. So Shimon HaTzadik said to this Nazir, he said to him, you are, you are such a good-looking man and you have beautiful hair, why would you want to cut it? Why would you want to become a Nazir and cut your hair? Omar Li, he said to me, Roy Hayisi, he said to him, I was a shepherd, La'aba Bi'iri. I was a shepherd to my father in my city. So I was a shepherd for sheep. I worked for my father. My father gave me a job and I worked for him. And what I did was I shepherded the animals, you know, the animals that he had. This is the job that I had. Halachti, I went, Halachti, I went, and one time I had to go and fill the water, like any shepherd has to fill the water for the sheep or for himself to take a drink. So I went to the well to fill up the water, live water. And then when I got to the water, we know that water is reflective like a mirror. And I looked at my I looked at my at, at, at myself in, the, in my reflection in the mirror. And as soon as that happened, my Yitzhahara, my inclination, jumped on me. It grabbed me. And it wanted to remove me from the world. It doesn't say how. It doesn't say how the Yitzhahara wanted to remove me from the world, but we can use our imagination if a person is a good-looking man. And if he's a good-looking man, so then he has doors open to him that perhaps maybe men who are not good-looking would not have open to them. And because of this, the Yitzhahara overcame him. Amarti Loy. I said to my Yitzhahara, I said to my inclination, Russia. I called myself, I called him a Russia. I called the inclination a Russia. An evil person, an evil being. Lama ata or I, no, I said this to myself. Lama ata why are you arrogant in the world? She'eno shilach, that's not yours. And you're going to be in the future the filled with, with worms. Your body is going to decompose. Why should you be arrogant about your looks? Why should you say, I'm so good looking? So he said, again, this Nazir told Shimon HaTzadik, he said, therefore, what I did was to try to curtail my my desires, my lusts, I decided to become a Nazir. And becoming a Nazir would entail for me to cut my hair. And if I would cut my hair, then I would not have the Yitzhahara. I would not have the, the uh, presumably a person who's bald, who doesn't have hair, is not as good looking as a person who has thick, beautiful, curly hair. So I would not look as good. And since I would not look as good, my Yitzhahara would go away. So he became a Nazir Lashim Shamayim. He became a Nazir for the sake of heaven. He became a Nazir in order to better himself, in order to control his lusts, in order to control his desires, in order to be able to do the right thing. That's why I became a Nazir. That's what this Nazir told Shimon HaTzadik. What happened? Shimon HaTzadik says, Amarati, I got up. Shimon HaTzadik now is talking. The Koyen, Venashaktiv, he was the, the, the Koyen Godel. Venashaktiv al Roishoy, I kissed him on the head. He, he gave him a kiss. Amartilo bini kamoicha yirbu Israel. There should be more of you, more people like you that become a nazir in the Jewish people. 
says, a person who will separate himself, that he will become an Azir for Hashem, for the sake of God. And this is the only carbon, this is the only sacrifice that Shimon HaTzadik ate from because he was sure that this person was Lashim Shamayim, that this person was doing what he did for the sake of heaven. What he did was for the sake of heaven in order to, to, to control himself. Now, that's the Gemara, that's the story that the Gemara tells us in Nazir. And we have the comment of the Mashor. The comment of the Mashor crystallizes for us what was going on behind the story, what was going on be, be between the lines of this story. And the Mashor says as follows. The Mashor says, why did the story tell us that he came from the south? Number one. Also, why did the story tell us that he was a shepherd for his father. Why did the story tell us that he worked for his father in the city? Also, the Rashi we did not read. Rashi said, but we did explain. Rashi did say that the Yetzirah grabbed him and brought him to illicit thoughts, brought him to bad thoughts. That which Rashi says is a little bit difficult. So he says, and what does arrogance have to do with this? We explain that away, but the Mashor asks this question, what does arrogance have to do with this? So he answers as follows. He says, says the Mashor, it appears to me that the fact that the story tells us that he came from the South is to tell us that he was a very wise person. As it says in the Gemara, the Gemara, which we don't uh, quote right now, we're quoting right now, I don't have it in front of me, the Gemara about Basa, page 25b, the Gemara says that if a person wants to be wise, that when they daven, when they pray, when they say Shemona Esra, they should face the South. So you see the South, the South has some kind of segula, some kind of merit. It's, a, it's, it's actually self-evident in that Gemara, we've discussed it in classes before, why the South has to do with this. But the South is an indicator that a person is smart, that he's wise. And so therefore, the reason why the story tells us that this person came from the South is because he was wise. And he said, why does it tell us that he worked for his father? He was doing it only because his father asked him to. He was doing it in order to fulfill the mitzvah of Kibir Aim. He was doing it in order to fulfill the mitzvah of honoring one's parents. And he was in and why does it say that he was in the city to tell us that he was in a city where everybody recognized him and everybody knew who he was. Everybody knew that he was uh, the person that he was and the wise person that he was. And now the story tells us that when he saw his own image, when he saw his reflection in the well, that he saw that he was a good-looking person and the Yetzirah jumped on him to become arrogant. And what does it mean that he became arrogant? It means, he said, why am I, do why am I sitting here being a shepherd for my father? Why am I being a shepherd for my father? I'm a good-looking person. I can be doing other things. Not that he had lost, but he thought that he can go out into the world and do other things. And that's what the Yetzirah said. So what if your father wants you to do it? So what if your father asked you to do it? Don't listen to him. And, but but not listening to him, the Yetzirah was trying to seek his early death because as we know, the Torah tells us that when one listens to their parents, one has a bracha, one has a promise from the Torah that they will have a long, that they will have a long life. Why? So I said to myself, says the story according to the Masha, I said to myself, why am I being arrogant not to listen to my father? 
Anyway, at the end of the day, I'm going to die. So why should I transgress this mitzvah of honoring my father? And this is exactly what happened to Avshalom. Avshalom, we know that he rebelled against his father is because he became arrogant because of his hair. Avshalom was also a very good-looking man. He had good-looking hair and he rebelled against his father. And he wound up dying. As we all know the story, Avshalom died because of that. And says, That's what it means that he became a Nazir for Hashem. He wanted to become a Nazir so he should cut his hair for the sake of heaven. In order to fulfill the mitzvah of honoring one's parents. And he said, I looked at my, I looked at my image. I looked at who I was. And then the Yitzhahara grabbed me. And it wanted to take me away. The Yitzhahara, the inclination, is the same as the Gemara tells us about Basra, as the Malach HaMavis, as the angel of death, as the Sultan, as the prosecutor. It's the same. And therefore he was trying to kill him, not to fulfill the mitzvah of honoring his parents. And this, he was looking at his, at his good looks and his attributes. And therefore he wanted to bring him to bad things in order that he should be able to kill him. That's the way the Marshal learns it. That it wasn't because of loss, but that's because that it was telling him that he, he deserves better. He should be better because he looks better. Because he, he has a regal, handsome look to him. And therefore he deserves better. Therefore he deserves that he should be uh, of better stature because of his looks, because of the way he looks. And this, of course, is a problem. Last time we mentioned this Gemara, we said that the Gemara tells us in Tractatinus, for example, on page 7a, that if a person is good-looking, it's, it's very difficult to navigate the world because the Yitzhar is always trying to, is always trying to, uh, is always trying to um, cajole him into using his good looks for nefarious reasons or lustful reasons or for other reasons and because of that it's a real real battle you know as we as we as we learned in the Mesil Zisharim for example as we learned in the in the Path of the Just from Rabbi Moshe Chaim Latzato he says there in chapter 1 he says that it doesn't matter if a person is poor or they're rich it doesn't matter from which end a person is ugly or they're or, or they're good-looking the battle rages the Yitzhahara uses it either way as we see this as an example that being having good looks uh, looking good is not necessarily the uh, is is not necessarily an attribute that one should that one should be overly joyed with because it comes with its own pitfalls with its own challenges, and that is not a person's looks. Of course, are not his tzelem elokim. The literal translation of tzelem elokim, as it says in the Torah and Parshas Bereishis, it says vayivra elokim. Bereshus 1.27 It says, Hashem created man in his image. Does it mean that when, that, that when a person, the way a person looks, and how they look, and the better they look, the better in the image of God they are? Of course, that's not true. The, 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 the physical attributes that a person has are not, at least according to the way we're saying it this evening, are not... Are, are, are not um, are not attributes that are have to do with the Tzalem Elohim, that have to do with the attribute of God. What, and what is the Tzalem Elohim? What does it mean to be a Tzalem Elohim? What does it mean to be made in the image of God? So here we have the Nefesh Chayim, 
We have the Nebuchadnezzar Chaim, we have Rabbi Chaim Velazhenar. In the first four chapters, it's really should be required reading. I think they may, perhaps maybe they have an English translation. I'm not sure if they have an English translation of this particular gate number one, uh, but it should be required reading. This is a short, very short chapters, but they are very yisodistic, as they say. They're very foundational in, 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 in philosophy, specifically knowing exactly what our, de- our identity is. What does it mean in Bereshus that we were created in the image of God, at least in his opinion? He says as follows. He says, Knowing this idea, what is it, the depth of what does it mean to be in the image of God, stands at the top of the world. This understanding of this concept includes many secrets, inner secrets of the Zohar, HaKadosh. So he says, that let's speak about two words. What does the word selah mean? The image. The Torah tells us also there, the verse before, 126, Let us make man in our image, but also let us make man like we appear. What does the word demus mean, like we appear? It says, it's not the simple explanation. Because it says explicitly in the Pasuk in Yeshaya 4018, It doesn't mean like we just said, that the person looks like God. Because it says in Yeshaya, in the aforementioned Pasuk, it says that nobody looks like God. There is no image in the world that you could point at and say that has God's uh, appearance. That kind of looks like God. That's not true. What it means is, the moose does not mean that that's what a person looks like, but it means, it means that we people, we the homo sapiens, we the human beings, are similar to God. We are just like God in some attribute, in some aspect that He has. It doesn't mean we look like him, but what it means is, is that there is that that there is some aspect to which we look like him. That's what he says in chapter one. We skip a little bit of chapter one. Now we go to chapter two. In chapter two, he says like this. Also, it says Bitzelem. What does it say in the Torah? It says Bitzelem Elohim. Bitzelem, we. Or the word is, the proper word is B'Tselem Elohim, right? It says that we sh- he's made in the image of God, specifically which image of God? The name Elohim. Specifically the name Elohim. What does the name Elohim mean? Says the name of the name Elohim means, that Hashem is, has all of the powers, every power, every force, that exists in the world, that acts upon the world. Every force is, is who is in control of that force? God is in control of that force. He says, he gives an example. He says, for example, that a person, when he builds a building, what does a person do? A person goes to Home Depot or he goes to Lowe's and he buys building material. He buys wood. He buys mortar. 
He buys these things that already exist, that are already there. And what does he do? All he does is manipulate the wood. He manipulates the mortar, the cement. And then from that, he creates a building. But Hashem is different. Then when he created all the words, everything comes ex nihilo, everything comes something from nothing. It comes from some power that has no end that God has. And every single minute, God's power gives it every single thing the, 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 uh, the ability to exist. So therefore, God takes the wood and builds a building, says the Nebuchadnezzar. But the wood isn't existent because God wills it, the wood to exist. At the same time, He doesn't just take existing wood that exists independently by itself. God takes the wood which He is fusing, which He is fusing, which, which He is imbuing with the power to exist, and He takes that wood and builds with it. Every single thing is, is powered by the battery that is God. So a person is a little bit different. A person is different because a person doesn't do that. But, but this is what God, that's what the word Elohim means. The word Elohim means that God is in control of every aspect of, of the universe. Every, every, every brick and mortar, every piece is in existence because in that moment, at that second, God wills the, that piece to be in existence. So says the, says the Nefesh, says the Nefesh Achaim, that's what it means that he's Elohim. And so when the Torah says, B'Tselem Elohim, that we are made in the image of God, it must be that we are made in the image of God, Kibmusoi, somehow, as we said before, we are similar to God in this way. Because what does the word God mean? Again, God, the word, the word, the word God means Elohim. It means that he has the power over a multitude of powers. That he controls everything and brings it to existence. The wood, the mortar, everything that's in the building also exists at that moment by God's power. And we are similar to Hashem in that way. That's what it means that we are made in the Telem Elohim. That we are similar to Hashem in that way. In that what? That we also somewhere in some realm within ourselves have the ability to manipulate many different kohos, many different powers at the same time in order to create an existence, in order to sustain an existence, in order to be creative, in order to be powerful. Now, we skip a little bit of chapter 2, go to chapter 3 of this work. And he says, So too we are similar to God in this way. Hashem created man. He, is, he has the capacity to be able to manipulate thousands and thousands of powers, thousands and thousands of, 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 of forces, ain't misper, that cannot really be counted. And God gave it in the power of man. That he should be the one who speaks and the one who leads them. Every action that a person takes, every speech that a person makes, every thought that a person has, every, every, every um, organization that a person organizes, his actions, and where he goes and what he does, whether it's for good or whether it's for bad, all of this is within a person's realm. He says, because with a person's actions and his speech and his thoughts that are good, he's able to give power to other powers. 
And also the universes that are above. Besides the fact that we know that we have science and we have astrology and we have uh, and we not, not sure we have science, we have all kinds of different different uh, musicians and 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 strong people. People are able to do many different things and conquer many, or at least have a grasp over many different realms: outer space, inner space, psychology, um, psychology, literature, language, organization, science. Everything that 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 exists in the universe, man has access to it somewhat to be able to manipulate and create things and and accomplish things. But not only is that true in this world, what we're saying ourselves, but the Nebuchadnezzar Chaim says that that is also true in the spiritual world. That every single thing that a person does and thinks and performs, that in itself has affects the the the, the worlds the worlds above. And that is also true in the opposite, says the Nebuchadnezzar Chaim. That a person can be evil in that way. A person has the ability to destroy. A person can destroy an entire world. A person can destroy an entire people, a country, a city, can destroy a project. We have the ability to be able to blow up the entire planet if we, if, if we, if we so choose. We have the power of destruction. We can destroy planets, put out stars, perhaps. Traveling tens of millions of miles. We, we, can do, we can do all these things for good and for bad. Zehu vayivra elokim es ha'odem b'tzamo He says the Nebuchadnezzar Chaim This is what it means in the Pasuk That Hashem created a person in His, in his image B'tzalem elokim In the image of God That the same way that God is in charge Of every single thing On the planet, on, in the universe So too a person has a similar dimyon He has an ability, also that ability so that's what it means that we're made in the image of God. It doesn't mean that we look like Him. It doesn't mean that we have a, a resemblance to some image of Him. It means that we are able in, in, in a small, encapsulated level to be able to mimic His actions the same way that God is in control of all the forces of the universe and all the elements of the universe. So too we are in control of many forces, many elements, in the universe. That's what it means to be in the image of God. That we have a tremendous amount of power, a tremendous amount of potential. That's the image of God, that we are in charge. And finally in chapter 4, says the Nebuchadnezzar Chaim, not finally, it's a whole book, but in chapter 4 he says, This is the Torah of Adam called Ish Yisrael, a person, every single person. Yisrael, al yoimer believer chas v'shalom. Person should not say in their heart, chas v'shalom, kimaani, what am I? Uma koichi, what's my power? Lifol b'maisai, what what does it matter what I do? Hashvelim, there's my my actions are so low. Shuminim ba'olam, what can I do in the world? Am the miyavin v'yeda, a person should understand and know. V'yik b'mach shavosav liboy, and he should set it in his heart. Shikol prate maisa v'dibur of mach shavosav. That every single specific action, statement, speech, and thought, call Rega every single moment and second, they never get lost. It doesn't get lost in the in the in the vast universe. how great are the actions of Hashem 
They are so high and great. Everything goes according to its root. Every action that we do, every speech that we make, has a, 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 a reverberating effect. Above in the world, in all the lights above. This is what the Nevesh Achaim says, he says, Ka'isha chacham v'yobin zo islamito, a person who's wise and understands this in truth. Libo yachil v'kibor, he will be afraid. B'chil v'roda, a person will be afraid. B'sumo al-libo yal-maisa v'shelotoivim chas v'sholem, on these actions that are not good. Because the consequences are scary. And this, if, if we have a chance to learn in the future the, 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 the works of the altar of Slobodka, on this he focuses on how great man is. And then when he focuses on how great Every single one of us is. He says that a person has the potential to be like Adam Arishon. He describes the greatness, the power of the first man. And that every single person has that potential. Or that every single person is expected to be at that ideal state. Our work is never over. And we have the power to go higher and stronger. And become more complex and more powerful in being similar to God in this way. To be able to manipulate worlds for the good and chas v'sholem the bad. And that is what it means, Tselem Elohim. And this is what this Nazir recognized, according to what we're saying. This is what this Nazir recognized when he saw, when he saw the image of himself in the well. He saw the beauty, the physical beauty that he had. And at that moment, he was grabbed by the Yitzhahara, who grasped him and tried to kill him, because the Yitzhahara is the same thing as the Malach Amavis, the evil inclination is the same as we mentioned as the angel of death. It tried to kill him and, and made him arrogant. Or according to Rashi, it made him lustful. That he said, what am I doing? I could be using this. I could be using this for, for the Yitzhahara. But he fought against that inclination. He fought against that, that, that choice. And instead he decided to become a Nazir, to cut his hair, to combat, to combat his good looks, to combat his image, to combat what he looks like. Because that's not the image of God, what a person looks like. Perhaps, as we discussed before, that a person's looks could be used as a tool to serve Hashem. But that's not for today. But that's not the image of God, according to Nebuchadnezzar. The image of God means a similarity to God. The capability of greatness. The capability of us being able to... Of us being able to control and manipulate our destinies... Our worlds, our concentric worlds that are around us, that are that are in us and all over us. So, <clears throat> at this point, we get to the current events, which don't need to be discussed really, because this in itself is already a foundational idea that is it should be self-explanatory. But the, as we as we said at the beginning of the class, there. There goes on from, from 2020 has been a year that seems to be indicative of Mashiach coming. Never a dull moment. There's always an earth-shattering, literally earth-shattering event. Some global disaster or some global event that has ramifications for all the people walking the face of the earth in all the countries. And that the latest we have today in June, we have riots on the streets. We have Chas V'Shalom, Rahman Latzlon. We have looting we have killing, murder happening in the streets and police doing nothing about it. 
We have also peaceful protests. And the issue at hand is the difference between one race and another race, one person and another person, the difference between people, who we are, and who we are, and what rights we have, and what powers we have. And tonight we learn that every single human being, as it says in the Torah, as it says in Bereshus, is made in the image of God. Every single human being, without exception, no matter what they look like, because what they look like doesn't matter in terms of them being in the image of God. Their looks, as we have explained at length so far in the last half an hour, their looks are totally immaterial of them being in the image of God. The word image is almost a misnomer in our case because the word image here means, as we said, it means a mimicry. It means a, uh, a, 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 a reflection of the capabilities that a person has similar to, in some point, to God. And that every single person has, no matter what is the color of their skin, no matter what is how they look. Every single person has the ability to be able to manipulate worlds, to be able to change and to be in charge and to juggle and to, to affect worlds that are physical, worlds that are, that, are, that, are, that, are, that are beyond. There's no question about that. There's no, it, 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 it doesn't matter. It, 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 not, nothing else matters. God has imbued every single individual with the image of God. No, nobody, nobody is different than that. And so, so therefore, we should understand that this is the, this is the foundational point that, that every single person should understand. And when a person understands that, that is the beginning, that is the, the platform, that is the plateau of where it starts that, uh, uh, that, that we should go to greatness, that we should do the right thing, that we should do the proper thing, that we should study the Torah, that we should learn the ethics of the Torah to know what's right, to know what's wrong, and to be able to act like, like humans in the image of God. That is the purpose for which we were created. And we have the ability to do the opposite. We have the ability to destroy our humanity. We have the ability to destroy our image of God. This is the the, 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 the other side. That's what gives us free choice. And so therefore, there should, really no, there should be no debate. There should not be people... This is, this is something which is at least... In the in the in the philosophy of the Torah, this is what the what the what, what what the MS is. Every single person is endowed with limitless power, limitless capacity, and they and they, they should use it properly. And therefore, since once a per, every single person is endowed with limitless power and limitless capacity, they should be able to exercise that choice with freedom to be able to choose whatever they want to be able to to be able to do, unless of course they're hurting other people. But that's another discussion, and that's another that and that's another um, that's that's another talk. So, this is what I wanted to share with everybody this evening, and um, that's it. Hope everybody has a good Shabbos. I'm unmuting everyone, so if you have any questions, you're welcome to ask, or you can write for me in the chat. Otherwise, we are done. 
All right. Thank you. Have a good Shabbos, everyone.